This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You're waiting for an elevator but it's not coming fast enough. So you press the button again and again, fidgeting, tapping your feet, shuffling back and forth, and otherwise making obvious gestures of irritation and impatience, as if all that is going to make the elevator arrive faster. It's not. You're just wasting time and energy while working yourself into a tizzy over something you can't control anyway. Silly, right? Yet we do stuff like that all the time. Valeria Telles interviews Rin Gargolinsky, the author of The 12 Steps for Everyone, Adaptation of the Steps for Folks Not in Recovery. Rin Gargolinsky, a.k.a. Rinsky, is a writer, artist, Reiki master, coach, consultant, dog lover, and mystic healer who once traded her artwork on the streets of New York City just to eat and get her daily beer. She has since given up drinking and now has enough money to eat even organic. She has also expanded her art into a successful enterprise, her writing into a thriving business, and her consulting, coaching, Reiki, and speaking into a growing practice that has already helped many attain freedom from the self-made chains that bind. She has nine published books, more than a dozen awards, and 21 years in recovery from alcohol. Don't forget the two happy hounds, one happy hubby, and one hell of a crystal collection. Rin's life purpose is to use her creativity, experience, and humor to inspire others to live magical lives filled with freedom and joy. And yes, that includes bringing freedom and joy to dogs. Meet Rinsky at laughingwolfhealing.com. Here's the interview with Rin Gargolinsky. In your own words, who is Ren Gargalinsky, known as Rensky? <laughs> I hope I got it right. <laughs> you got it perfect. <laughs> oh, wow. And Good. that's like such a <laughs> multidimensional question. Um, at my very core, I like to think of myself as a spiritual being having one of those human experiences. So I always want to remember that this world here is not all there is. That way I can get through it without crying every day. Um, and <laughs> other ways <laughs> that I don't cry, I make sure I create. That is in my soul. I am a creator and a healer. I create art, mu uh, music, kind of, writing. Art and writing are my main ones. And healing, I just love working with divine energy and Reiki and even listening to people or doing what I can to help soothe their soul. That sounds beautiful to me. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Oh, and I'm a dog lover. 
Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah animals, right, in general. Yeah, you got to go in Nature, yes. And we are nature. I keep saying that. We are not apart from nature, we humans. So my second official question is life itself. Not the meaning of life, but what is life? What is this experience that's happening now? Oh, it is whatever you want it to be. And I know that up close and personal because I was in the depths of alcoholism for about uh, uh, my big solid drinking was a good decade of hell on earth. So if you ask me then that life was hell, it was depression, it was hangovers, it was not knowing anything, not wanting to live and not caring. You ask me now, 22 years into recovery and life is a game, it's fun, life is a playground and yeah, you still got to have like detention, you know, like you have to have your job to make money to live, but you can have fun and play. I like, yeah, life is a playground to me these days and that's a great place to be. And I love that. Uh, yeah, playfulness, lightness, not taking it, anything too seriously, including yes. the self. Oh, yeah. I love the way you say that. There's a message um, on your website, or your book, I'm not sure where, but you said to break free of the bondage of self. Oh, it yeah. It seems to me, Ram, that this is our biggest addiction, the I, the me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I would totally agree. We we put ourselves well, we are the center of our own worlds because we're we're we're, we're us. <laughs> but <laughs> we we're not all there is. And we create our own drama, we create our own fear, we create our own bondage that's holding us back. For so many years, I wanted to be a freelance writer and artist, but I took the worst, most boring jobs like to punish myself because they were secure, you know, and gave me a steady paycheck. Um, but I like stifled my growth myself. No one else was doing it to me. Going back to being serious and taking the uh, whatever we think, we feel seriously like that is... Uh, something that's more important than life itself, which uh, from my perspective is unconditional love. Just by being here, to me, it amazes me that we can't even talk about it or that we are here. Like, how did this happen? This is a gift. It's an unconditional gift. Oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. It's so wonderful to be able to talk to you and you get it. You know it. You're coming from the same place. Yeah. I don't know who gets. That's interesting, too. <laughs> yeah. Who gets it? <laughs> Almost like no one gets this. <laughs> this, right? This kind of conversation, this idea <laughs> that the life is just unconditional love or unconditional because we always uh, there's individual or separated part of life that's always trying to um, create conditions and preferences and right holding on to concepts and ideas of how life should be or how this should be. And you say that too, you use the word should. Yes. Should is like such an evil word to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's useless for sure. Yeah. Whenever I say, well, I should be doing this. I know right there I shouldn't because 
the, the should comes from the outside forces of what you think society or the world wants you to be like. You know, I should have 10 children. I should be married. I should <laughs> yes. have a, yeah. a six-figure job. I should, should, should. Yeah. But that's, yeah, should is evil. Yeah. <laughs> and we ignore the, this precious gift that's it's here. It never, uh, it never went anywhere. It's right here. It's always here. What is another word for freedom? Ah. Uh, God, I right away joy, bliss comes into my mind. Uh, just being able to be yourself, flowing, creative, unrestrained. Yeah, that goes back to life itself. It's unlimited. It's um, no boundaries. It's just free. Life is completely the energy which. You talk about energy. I do Reiki too. I mean, I, ha I have it done at least like once a month. And I see what a difference it makes at the physical level, the body, the brain. I can see, not the mind, I guess the thoughts, they don't change anymore because for some reason it's not, they became stagnated. It's just that they, there's a realization that this is just free energy, unlimited energy. Why are we flowing against this river, this dance that's just perfect? Although I try not to use the word perfect. We have ideas, right, of what perfection is. Oh, right. That can open a whole other can of worms. <laughs> True. <laughs> so let me continue with my uh, warm-up questions. The next one is the purpose of the human experience. What do you think that is? Ooh, is there one? Uh Ah, uh, I, if I didn't think there was one, I would, again, cry all day. So I love to make up theories, <laughs> you know, and they're not just I make them up. I'll read things. I'll like them. I'll agree. I'll take a piece of it. I'll say yes. And I'll take a little piece here and then I'll adjust it. Um, to me, I've come to believe at this point, because I go through phases as I learn and grow and evolve, um, that the human experience is our testing ground of sorts so we can become more and more enlightened and get reborn again and again until we're ultimately enlightened and we get to be this beautiful sparkly thing in the sky that doesn't have to go through the human experience again because we have meet, reached perfection for real. And there'd be like no arguing that that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting idea. This is something that you believe in or do you have some a glimpse experiences in that realm? Uh, well, both. I have been doing some past life regression work And also in recovery, I've, I've become, it's just crazy how much I've grown. And I have looked back in visualization and hypnosis at past lives that, uh, for instance, <laughs> if we're going to do one I did this morning, that I got a glimpse that I was at Woodstock and died of an overdose in that era. And that was like a year before I was born. So to me, it's like this lesson. I think there's these lessons we have to learn. And addiction was a big part of the past lives I've seen and one that nearly killed me in this life until I finally turned the page and I'm finally, quote, getting it and getting up into the higher vibrational 
scale and the higher realms. I don't know if I'm totally done, but I remember talking to my mom about this and saying, hey, I'm, I feel like I'm at the higher end of this. And she's like, oh, no, I am just a beginner. I'm going to be coming back like 12 times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I hear yeah. that. Yeah. From like, some people. Or when you get a pet, like one of my dogs, you just know he's an old soul. He has been around. And the other guy, it's like, yeah, he's coming back 20, <laughs> 20 times at least. <laughs> <laughs> that is fascinating how we, uh, we have this ability to create, right? You speak of creativity. Wow, that's the mind, the brain, whatever it is that it's doing. It's incredible how, how much creativity we have in ideas and, I mean, the physical realm that amazes me too. And another question I have for you, yeah, when it comes to addiction, what do you think from your experience and perspective today, what are the causes of addiction? Have you ever found? Oh, well, yes. I was not diagnosed with depression until I was actually five years sober. And when I looked back at all of it, I believe my depression played a role in mine. Um, biology plays a role. There is some alcoholism running in my family, not my parents, but if you go back, um, also, yeah, the, the depression was huge because I wanted to die. I wanted to escape. So alcohol gave me a chance to escape without dying. I honestly feel like alcohol did save my life because I was that bad where suicide may have been an option, but oh, look, I can drink instead. But they also say that drinking is the slowest form of suicide known to man. So yeah, so it's just, a, I just slowed it down, yeah. but I stopped. Yeah. So it's trying to escape from something we don't want to face, right? Really? Yes. I hear that a lot. And that was my story. Um, other people use it for fun and then it just it you make friends with it and then it turns on you you know it promises you this outgoingness this happiness this freedom this faux freedom and before you know it you, you know you keep wanting to do it you do it and then you've crossed that line where it's not a choice that you want to do it it's like you have to do it or your body is going to screw up because your body has become so dependent on it, not to mention what's going on with your whole psychological state and, and your spiritual state. Yeah, I have heard that the chains, the chemistry in the brain, now it's different. Yeah, it responds different. Right. Oof. Scary stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting, well, it's part of the being here and unconditional love again. Everything is possible. And I do see life as, as, uh, as a mother, uh, the ultimate mother that embraces everything, everything, the negative emotions. I mean, death, everything, everything doesn't separate or exclude anything. My last warm up question for you is healing. What is healing to you and what are some of the misconceptions about it? Hmm. Healing to me is resolving and eradicating the heavy, horrible things or energies that weigh you down. So it could be any, any kind of trauma or even non-traumatic events that 
you grab on to create horrible stories about and start believing lies. Healing would be getting rid of that and letting the truth break free. Yeah, I just made that up now. I mean, you're you're answer you're asking some good questions. <laughs> I love that, Rem. And when it Thank comes you. to truth, is there this ultimate truth or they are only our own truth? I am going to go right back to what you believe that the ultimate truth is unconditional love. Thank you for saying that <laughs> because it. wow, it is, isn't it? I mean, it is. It is. And everything yeah. else is just noise. Yes, distractions. I mean, conditionings, yeah, programming, however we can call that. But yes, yeah. Huh. So you wrote the book, The 12 Steps for Everyone, Adaptation of the Steps for Folks Not in Recovery. So what was the main inspiration and intention of writing this book? Oh, well, that one is easy. In recovery meetings, um, you would think, oh, you go there and it talks about how horrible it is. We laugh so loud, the doors want to come off half the time. And I mean, if you live this, <laughs> if you live in this program of recovery that the steps offer you, you are having fun. If you're doing it, you know, if you're seriously working the steps, you are having fun. And uh, we, I'd always hear, oh, God, if only we could give the steps to people who weren't in the program. Oh, I wish my husband. Oh, I wish my brother. I wish my daughter could do the steps. We need a version so people who are not in recovery can do them. Yeah. So I said, OK, here, here's a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a great idea. Yeah. And this was one of those books that came to me like in a week. The minute I sat down, it just flowed. So that's when I know that I'm being divinely in guided and inspired and that the project is right. Yes. Yeah, it was not a struggle at all. Because it flows. Yeah, you right. let the wisdom flow through you. Yeah, it's just being life itself. It's not even that it's easy to do. It almost seems like it's impossible to do, to kind of lose the grip with the, the eye that we believe mm -hmm. it's you controlling yes. everything, right? That's a challenging one, a tough one. I don't know how that happens, but I see that has happened. Yeah, it has happened with some people. Yeah, you mentioned, I think in the, the intro of your book, you talk about something that I never heard before, grateful alcoholic. Yes, that sounds like an oxymoron. You yeah. know, how the heck yeah. can you be <laughs> yeah. grateful when yes. alcohol almost killed you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are grateful, or I am grateful, that I got to such a desperate point that I was able to fully surrender, fully let go, and retrain my whole brain into a new way of thinking and living. Yeah. So I am grateful that, you know, it, because people, even yeah. if they're stuck on that I, oh, okay, it sucks, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Um, when you hit an alcoholic bottom like I did, there, you have the desire to change because there's nowhere left to go. Mm. It's either change or die. Right. So that is where the gratitude comes in is that, thank God, I got to that point through alcohol that I'm able to rebuild myself as a whole new person. And, um, and that what comes to mind is that it goes back to this unconditional love 
that everything is happening. And we just hope now to be aware enough to see the options, the possibilities we have. So everything becomes an opportunity. And if we can see that in the midst of chaos and challenges, that would be amazing. Talk to me for a moment before we talk about your book. Talk to me about the services you offer, a little bit about Reiki. I'm going to interview somebody who is a Reiki master too, and I'll be asking her like lots of questions only about that. The whole episode is about that. But talk to me about what Reiki is for those who don't know. Also the coaching, your coach and consultant, also an artist and mystic healer. So talk to me about these different facets of you, Ram. I shall. Uh, Reiki is... Tapping into the divine healing energy that's always swirling around the universe. Yeah. And as a Reiki practitioner or master, we are able to act as channels to bring that energy down through us, out through our hands, and to whoever or whatever we are sending this healing energy to. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it or when people ask, I'll say, it's like a massage, but we don't touch you really, and you don't get naked. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. It's well like said. It's for the soul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I offer in-person and um, distance Reiki online. Um, so you can set up a session and do it on Zoom or even on the phone. You don't have to be in the same state, the same continent, or anything for Reiki to work because it can go across time and space and geography and anything. It's there magically. And I like to combine that with the coaching, actually. The coaching, um, my first focus was a recovery coach, um, but not necessarily recovery from alcohol, but recovery from anything. And then that that kind of like encompasses everybody. So I really love the spiritual aspect of it. So I like to focus on what I guess I would call it spiritual coaching, where I help you connect to the greater universe, the, the forces, you know, the energy that's out there, the bigger everything where I have experienced so much freedom that I help other people experience it as well. The consulting comes in on a business level because I have been writing and doing marketing for nine million years, it feels like. Um, So I am very adept at helping others bring some creativity into their brand and some marketing tips. My ideal client would want like all of the above. They would want personal coaching to feel better and get better. And that would reflect in their business automatically. And then I could give you some marketing and writing tips. And then we could end with a bit of Reiki. And then we can go on our day. Yeah, you speak of God. In the book, you use the word God. People get scared of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the brain, right? That is yep. the label, yeah. But talk to me about your idea of what God is. I can talk about God now because... My idea of God is what I want God to be. And that's also in this recovery program and in the steps. Uh, You can create your own God. I was brought up with one of those punishing gods where 
you know, if you do sins, you're going to go to hell. So once you do your first sin, what is the use anymore, right? You know, I'm already going to hell. I'm six years old. My life is over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) True. Wow. So it's, it was taught, I was taught by some wonderfully wise people that I can create my own God and make it any God I want. And just as my idea of what's the purpose of life evolves, my God evolves as well as I grow, learn more, feel differently. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just grown so huge. Uh, to me at this point, God is this beautiful giant all all encompassing force of light and love, unconditional love, Mm, who wants me to be happy. And that's not separate from you, right? No, it's, and it's great. It's there, it's here, it's everywhere. Right, everywhere. I love. And it's in other people. Right. It's everywhere. Yeah, literally. Yes. Be so nice to them. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you can see God in everything. Yeah. This would be a different reality. Yeah. If we were able to do that. Exactly. See God in everything and everywhere. Oh, I have days where I can keep that up for like at least an hour and it is like the best day. I mean, just because the way I've been conditioned, we're all conditioned. It's it's really, like you said, that it's a different way of living and thinking and being. But if you practice it enough, it starts to come naturally. It opens up, right? There's a lot of openings. I don't know what where the end is, but yeah, we can see with more clarity and live with more peace for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's a word you use that made me laugh that I never heard before. And then I went online and I checked. It's something that is on the dictionary that people talk about and never heard before. Sheeple, I think it's how I pronounce it. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's a a funny word. (laughs) That's a funny word. Every time I look at it, I say it, I have to laugh. (laughs) 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 It is, I mean... I don't know how you came up with that, but it makes sense too. So talk to me about the meaning of that. You have that on, on your website. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't invent it. I heard it years ago. And the immediate vision I got was all people in a herd just doing what they should be doing, believing what they should believe. And, and not even thinking, going through life just in this way that everyone else did because they told you this is the way to go through life. Yeah. That's oh. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And how sad because we are unlimited energy. We can do, I mean, not just do, we are already that possibility of infinite possibility. Each one of us, but we don't, everything that we in contact with uh, for that sake but it is said that most of us will never be in contact with that truth. We'll never know that because of programming, the way the brain has been conditioned. Well, you could always try drinking yourself to death and uh, catching it right before it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that's not recommended, but right. It, it, so, I mean, it sometimes takes a really big painful jolt to change, to wake up. Like you hear those people who have near-death experiences and they sometimes come back saying, wow, I don't realize I 
wasted so much time and energy on things that are so meaningless. Because, yeah, they had their big whoa. Another question I ask on this podcast is if it always takes suffering and pain to realize these fundamental truths, do you believe that? Or we can all realize that maybe one of these days with no pain? Mm, I think it's possible to realize it with no pain, but pain is the great catalyst. You're going to get there fast. I mean, and if you're not in pain, why would why do something differently? Why change? You might not be happy, but you might not realize how unhappy you are. Yeah, it, right. And like now, ever since I started on my spiritual path, I've just been adding to it. I had not necessarily needed more episodes of pain, although I have had many in in recovery, but I don't need them because I know how good it feels. So I am chasing the good rather than running from the bad. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The running from the bad, boy, that will cause lots of problems. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that for so long. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, we all been there <laughs> or oh, you still are there. Right. Talk to me for a moment about intuition and learning to trust our intuition. Right. Oh, that one was really tough for me. Well, because when you're drinking, you don't make the best decisions. So forget about intuition there. Um, but I think learning to trust it take took for me baby steps. You just get that feeling. You just know. Yeah. And some kind, sometimes situations that don't like, like you had mentioned that that seem problematic or like a challenge, your intuition might automatically go, no, here is the opportunity. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. And it, yeah, oh, go right. Ahead. That's it. Yeah. Being able to see the opportunity to not just improve, but to move from one place to another, maybe that we always have wanted in the first place. That's always has been the my experience. Every time I'm faced with the challenge, that's what it is, because it's a movement in life. Yeah, it's life moving from one place to another. Exactly. So one phase is done. Um, it's time to move, but you're so comfortable and you're not in enough pain. So you'll stagnate there forever. Like I did <laughs> for yeah. a long time in certain things. Yes. And I love the manifesto, the freedom manifesto you wrote. Thank you. Some of the lines really caught my attention. Lines like, I believe in a world where our lives are free. To me, it's like beyond believe even. We are already free, but... We don't realize that, right, most of us. So we, we have to still talk about it, right? Would you like to make a comment about this um, phrase you wrote? Yeah, you know what just came to mind? I had a job I hated and I was like, oh my God, I gotta go. I would walk around the block four times before I'd go into work because I just couldn't stand it. And I remember crying to one of my friends and, and she was like, well, why don't you quit? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Quit? I can't yeah. quit. And she's like, why not? It's a possibility. Well, I know. And, and right then 
I was like, oh my God, I can quit. Mm. I can quit. Mm. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So true. Right. But, you know, I had, you know, you can't quit uh, without another job lined up. You can't quit unless you have $80 million Mm. in the bank. You can't quit. You're married and have seven kids. (laughs) No, I can quit right now. I mean, that that simple realization Mm. to me was like, oh, wow. Mm. You know, I really do have a choice all the time. There's always a choice of what to do. We're never stuck. I love the way you talk about magic, too. You use that word quite a lot. Magic, magical. Yeah, this is what this is. Life, magic. It is. And all these helpful hints, I I call them magic tricks sometimes because it's just like, whoa, just stop thinking about something and and go into action and your whole day is better. This is a magic trick, you know? Yeah, yeah. So talk to me before we end the conversation today. I would love to hear from you how you outlined the book, the format of the book, which you have the 12 steps and then you have the original from the big book. So you have how that step one goes and then you have the adaptation for everyone they have created. And then, yeah, talk to me for a moment about that. Yes, I felt like I needed to... Um, definitely give credit to the original big book and to also let people see that this is the exact wording that we use. So that way, if my adaptation didn't resonate with them, they could do it themselves. Like even if we just take step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Now, to anyone who doesn't drink or have a problem, they're like, who the hell cares? What is this? You know, but to me, what that step really means to me is stop banging your head against the wall. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) I mean, it's so much fun. Yeah. With serious stuff. I mean, we take it so seriously, but you make fun of it in in a very meaningful way. So thank you. You're welcome. I couldn't, like I said, it's game. It's fun. It's a playground, you know, you're still going to learn it. And to me, it's, it's life is so much better when you have fun with it. Oh, um. <laughs> yes. I love how you have the quick example and then you have the longer one and then you have the, the practices, head banging situation one, two, three. I mean, it just makes me laugh just by going through the, the titles. Like <laughs> she's so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and then yeah, yeah, you're about to say something, right? Oh, I was going to say, I <laughs> love, I think we learn things better, well, at least I do, when I put it into practice. So that's why I made sure to put exercises with each step so you get a feel of, oh, this is actually how it works in my life. It's not just words on a page. It's right. like, this is how I plug it in to feel better. Beautifully done, though. It's very engaging. Because um, we write, yeah, this writing to me is healing, which is... um, Yes, that's, yep. Everything becomes more clear. Thoughts, they become clear when we do that. So you are giving everyone this opportunity to just, in a fun way, it's really, really great the way you did this. 
I even thought I'm gonna get this for my family. <laughs> Some oh. of my family members they need oh, to go cool. through this. Although it would be kind of, um, I mean, they might not like me after that, but um, right, I right. might try this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be careful, right? <laughs> yeah, beautifully, beautifully, beautifully done. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for the way you engage with this reality. At the end, you do you have something? Yeah, this is a summary, kind of a summary. You say the steps uh, from one to three, we learn how to live in harmony with God. From steps four through seven, we come to live in harmony with ourselves. And steps eight through 12, we live in harmony with others. I love that yes. summary. Mm, yep. And notice it goes in um, an order from easiest to hardest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Relationships with others, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, way at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a challenging one for all of us, isn't it? Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh my God, Ram, you, you are wonderful. Thank you. Oh, you are too. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Thank you for your presence. And before we end, I have a few more questions for you. The ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Oh, I don't have anything prepared, um, so I am good. I mean, you covered so much. I just want to add, be free, people. <laughs> yes, we are already free, so access that, right? Just uh, return to it, yeah, to what is, yes. what is already there. So my last ending question, I'll ask you this one. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Oh. Ooh, that has changed a lot. Success used to mean a steady job with a lot of money. And I still have that money, money hungry part of me. But success to me is having fun and going to bed each night saying, wow, what a fabulous day. At peace, right? Having that sense of yes. satisfaction, right? Yeah. Yes. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today, as of now? Oh, I think, well, one of the hardest, because I had 8 million hard lessons here, um, was the, how I was not honest with myself, how I would lie to myself, in essence, when I'd try to rationalize things or do the shoulds or why am I doing this? Because, oh, I don't, you know, I, I know I'm not explaining it because I hear myself babbling, um, but <laughs> not being honest with myself, not really letting my heart open up and say, hey, I hate this job. Let's get out of it and let's do something I love. Instead, I would say, oh, no, I need to stay here. I need to do this, you know, whatever. Yeah, try to convince yeah, the other yeah, side. Yeah, trying to convince yeah. myself yeah. that what I was doing was fine. Yes, when really it was not. Do you think it's possible to live honestly, to be honest with ourselves every moment of our lives, of the day, each yeah. second? Mm. Yes, even if we're not immediately honest with ourselves, our intuition will let us know, hey, look at this. You're doing that thing again, you know? So I, I, I can't say I go through every day saying, oh, yes, this is honest. This is honest. I'll, I'll go through the day saying this and that. Oh, 
why don't you stop, you know, bull, <laughs> bull pooping yourself? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. So, but yes, again, the more you practice this mm-hmm. kind of thinking and living, as you, pro- as you know for sure, the easier it becomes and it becomes more second nature. Two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving or losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Oh, my goodness. I would have to stop working all together and spend all my time at the beach, not just weekends. <laughs> Every day, right? Oh, tell me about it. I think I would do the same. I'll, I'll bring the computer, though. I'll still... Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to... Yeah, you're right. If I, I would have a few art projects. And I definitely, I, I have this memoir. I need to write one of these days. Uh, I guess I'll wait till the time is right. But yeah, I'd probably try to cram that in at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> try to write the <laughs> memoir at the beach. That sounds really good to me. <laughs> um, my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure? That I know for sure? Yeah, as of this moment. God, you have such great questions. What do I know? I know God loves me. I know I was meant to create and laugh, and I know that when you get enough sleep, you feel so much better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, yeah, right. so true. <laughs> You're so beautiful, ma'am. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. This energy flowing, life flowing with such a force, you know, and power that can be, I mean, it's just the most beautiful thing. <laughs> thank it you again is. for being you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And thank you, Valeria. You are beautiful. <laughs> thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Oh, please visit my Laughing Wolf Healing website at Laughing Wolf. W-O-L-F healing.com Wonderful. I'll have that on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again and we'll talk soon. Yay! Thank you! Bye for now. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Rin Gargolinsky and her work, please visit laughingwolfhealing.com To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.